Yeah. It's the way it gotta be, gotta be. It's the way it gotta be, gotta be. We ain't gonna lose, we ain't gonna lose. It was a thing in the past when we always used to lose. I know. Yeah. We winning right now, we winning right now. We gonna win right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Before I came into yeah. decaf. <laughs> yeah, prepare yourself next time. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> and it's finally happening. Talk man. to me. <laughs> We're here a year in the making. Man, yeah, it's been it's been a minute, bro. It's been a minute. Pause. Uh, Starting early, man. Coffee's man. going. This is my second cup. <laughs> Hello, how we doing? <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Here we man. go. Talk to the people, man. I'm good, man. I'm just, I'm excited to be finally here. I don't know. Who are you, man? man. I don't know you. Hey, you know, I'm Trey. I go by uh, Trey the Barber. Mm. I own the Barber and Beauty Salon, my wife and I. It's called mm. Blends Barber and Beauty. It's on Arden. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm here, man. I'm just, what you see is what you get. You know, this is me. Are we going with an age? Uh, I'm 31. 31. 31. Married. Married. Talk about it. We're gonna go. We're gonna go there. Okay. Well, uh, I got married when I was 21, back in 2007. Man, we didn't know what we was doing mm. at all. Not even in the least bit. Um, but you know what? It's the best decision I made, man. Like uh, I was able to find me somebody who really understood me and the way that I rock. Mm. And uh, going in with a clear understanding of what I did. At the time, I was heavily involved in the music industry, so I really wasn't in a position to deal with the jealousy type, you know. That was a real big thing I was, you know, struggling with. So I found somebody who just was cool, man. It was able to take me from me, was able to understand the late nights and uh, understand me being in the studio a lot. So we grew. Uh, and here we are, man, 10 years later, happy. So, so she was there for the dreams. Yeah, man. She wasn't only there for the dreams, bro. She helped push and motivate me, mm. uh, you know, to to accomplish my dreams, man. I feel like I'm such a laid back, chill, relaxed person, and I'm not bothered by a lot. Uh, I need that push, or else I would easily fall into, you know, just being 
mediocre and right. just, you know what I mean, just chilling. Because that's just my natural personality, you know, a lot don't bother me. So having somebody who can drive me and push me, who can see uh, things that I couldn't see in myself at the time and, you know, speak to the king in me, Right. It's amazing, man. It's amazing. So, was the music before the barpring or? Yes, uh, music was the the very very beginning, man. I. Uh... It ain't nothing. <laughs> it ain't nothing. Party fell on me. Uh, I uh, I came from a musical background, man. Uh, my mom, she sang. So when I was very young, you know, I started singing. Um, by the age of five, I was on the drums. By the age of 11, I was on the piano. Uh, 13, saxophone. By the time I was in high school. Now, what kind of saxophone? Uh, alto sax. Oh, okay. Alto so, sax. Okay. Yeah, man. I didn't play too long, man. I, I played the alto sax um, all through high school, so about four years. Mm. Uh, maybe five, because I started in uh, junior high. I played the saxophone in junior high. I'm just I, I, oh. the same one. So, Dang, I, I, I never knew that. That's, that's cool. That's cool. But, um, yeah, did that. Um, and by the time I was a sophomore, I was experiencing with different instruments. And by the time I was a junior, I was assistant drum major at Florin High School. And was a drum major. Where are you from? Yeah, from Sacramento. Sacramento? Okay. Yeah, yeah, from Sac, man. Cool. Yeah, went to Florin. Uh, so I did that. Music was always in my veins. It was just, it is what it is. So naturally after high school, I stayed in the music and, you know, was rocking that way for a minute. Um, and, you know, just trying to live life, trying to survive, you know, young, married, started working at these dead end jobs. And I just one day was tired of getting fired, tired of getting laid off from these forklift, you know, positions and stuff. So I was like, I need to trade. I need to do something. Right. So I remember a story my grandmother was talking to me a long time ago. Um, uh, she said, you'd be a good barber because you're a people person. Now, I really didn't know what she meant. I've always been, I'm a cancer, so I'm really into my, like, my shell. I kind of cut off. So, I, you know, but I said, well, let me try it. So I went to a barber school. Uh, got played. I went to What you mean played? Man, it wasn't certified. <laughs> so, you know, I lost a couple hundred dollars. Closer to a little over a thousand, but uh, went to <laughs> went to another school, man. Same thing happened. In timeline, what age were you at? So at this point, this was in two thousand and uh, two thousand and nine, the end of two thousand and nine. So uh, I was twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. Um, two years married in the game. Right. Thinking about a trade. Yes. Okay. So. Went to a second school, same thing happened. So by this point, I'm completely discouraged. I'm like, man, I'm cool. I'm, I'm going to just cut back in the garage, do what I do, right. work, do this on the side, you know, whatever. Um, so I did that, man, for a few years, bro. Uh, I stayed diligent, bro, from about, oh, shoot, 2000. Like I said, I started 2009 up until about 2012. So a good three years is grinding in the garage, man. Just staying diligent, staying focused. Um, I, I got picked up by you know, a local barbershop. They saw my work on IG. It was going heavy, you know what I mean? Social media. Social media, man. Right. Social media, I don't know if we need to put a tack in that and bring it back up again later. Mm -hmm. But I will say now, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for social media, man. That's 100. Like, I took advantage of the free advertisement. And, you know, I, I went with it, man. I I wasn't able to really be seen, so I made myself visible through the Internet. Right. Um, 
But back to the story. I got, you know, seen on Instagram. Uh, got picked up. And I was working in a barbershop, man, for about a good nine months. And through a whole bunch of different things, uh, you know, it was God's plan, right. you know, for me to become the owner of that shop. So uh, he touched the heart, you know, the people I was working with. And I had a little bit put away. We made it happen. So then I became the owner of the shop I'm in now, Blends. And I've been rocking, man, ever since then. So it's just, I don't know, a continuous flow of just things happening for a reason and just, you know, so happening that way. So in what ways, like, all right, you're thinking about being a barber. How did you break that to your wife? Y'all sit down and how did you do it on the side? And then it was like, uh, I kind of just been doing this while I wasn't working. Type nah, um, so in, in the beginning, <laughs> like I said, I was tired of getting fired. So I lost my job. Go to her, like, look, I'm tired of getting fired, man. I don't know what we're going to do, but I, I got to find a trade. I got to do something. So I told her I was thinking about barbering school. She thought, you know, supportive. Go ahead and look into it. So and I told her, I said, well, I'm going to do it. This is this is what we're going to do. And, of course, naturally, you know, with any type of change, you're nervous. Right. You know, so I could see through the support that she was a little eerie, and I don't blame her. I would be, too. But she supported it, man, from the, from the get. It was never any... Uh, I don't know the word. There was never no, like, you know. No. There was no (laughs) (laughs) discouragement as far as, you know, or making me feel like, although she never said it, you know, I never really felt that energy of, you know, I really don't want you to do this. I felt the energy of, I trust you, but I'm afraid. Right. So because of that, man, I just, I stayed with it, bro. And then, um. in the beginning, it was just that. Like I said, when I went to the schools, and then, I, of course, I had to start working again and did it on the side, but it was always support. It was, you know, support was key. So uh, did you get any, like, backlash from any of your like, family members? Like, hey, man, I don't think, you know, that's like, your <sighs> choice. Nah. Support was there all the way around. Support, you know, whether it was there or not, my mind was made up. So uh, the support with family, and I'm sure – you know, people who own businesses are there on the grind. One thing about when you're stepping out, you know, you naturally feel like because of the emotional attachments that your family's going to be A1, and they're going to be the ones to back you off right. top. And the harsh reality of that is they're not. <laughs> they're not. You know, I'm looking dead in the camera telling y'all they're not. So if you're on any type of entrepreneurial dream, plan, whatever, you know, just a word of advice, man. Just know that whoever it is that's going to get you to where you're going, nine times out of ten, it's not going to come from your family. And I really feel like it's not because they want to see you fall all the time. Sometimes it's just, well, you know, they're doing that now. Oh, wow, that's weird, I guess. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's not always such a negative thing, but I'm such a black and white guy. It's kind of like, you rocking with me? Or we ain't rocking, you know what I mean? So, um, but as far as, you know, my family, they, was, they were excited for the most part. You know, I, I don't know anyone. It's never brought to my attention for anyone who was, you know, low-key hating, you know, wanting to see me fall and fail right. um, from the family, you know, from friends. Uh, I, there's people that I cut now who were laughing at me when I first started, you know, and it, it hurt my I'm like, man, these, you know, the same cats laughing at me, man, and they see me grinding. I'm trying to do my thing. Like, you know, come on, support. It's not like that. Why, why do you think it is, though? I mean, if uh-huh. I'm a friend, 
Mm-hmm. I should be, you know, you would think man the first ones to support and not even support into giving you money or anything right 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 but to where if i see you doing something wrong hey here's what i think could be the solution to that i think when it comes to to men especially men uh a lot of us are very careful on not wanting to step on toes mm. uh, when you see another man grinding you see another man doing this thing it's kind of hard to approach them with advice because you really don't know how they're going to take it or how they're going to receive it. Um, I think that in a way of it being on a positive aspect, that's the thing with men. Now, when it comes to negative stuff, bro, nobody want to see you doing better than they are. Point blank, period. It is what it is. They can say out of their mouth, like, man, I'm proud of you. Good job, man. You're doing your thing. But in the back of it, they're always thinking of what can I do to outdo this guy. Mm. You know what I mean? And even if it's not on no hate hatred type stuff you know some healthy competition is good healthy right. competition is great you know but i just feel like if you really rocking with me and you see me doing something i'm gonna expect i did at that time i expected the support i did bro i, ex- right. I expected i felt like it was old to me if you're rocking with me because the way i'm set up i'm gonna do that for you if i'm rocking with you i'm rocking with you man right. so i see you doing something i'm pushing it with you you know i saw um the other day, I know it's going viral right now. Uh, Will Smith was talking about being around people that um, that fan your flame, you know, opposed to people that spit it out. Mm-hmm. So I try to constantly be one of those guys in the circle of my friends. If I see that you want something, you're going after something, man, you can do it, man. Like, don't stop. Don't let nothing stop you. I'm going to be there supporting you all the way through. Right. Um, now, I can't say that it would be the same way if I wasn't chasing my own or if I wasn't in a position to have my own. I don't know. I'm not that guy. So I can't say whether it would be or wouldn't be. But, you know, by the grace of God, I'm in in the position I am. So I'm like, hey, man, everybody needs to eat. Everybody, if you got a dream, you're doing something, let's do it. We all can do it. So you you get an opportunity to get a job even though you're an entrepreneur. We can use this as a scenario. Right, right. Do you tell your friend about the job? Before you do the application and you get your foot in the door, or do you tell them so y'all can both do it at the same time? Uh, me personally, I'm definitely stepping in that thing first. Uh, <laughs> I am. I'm stepping in that thing first, man. <laughs> For two reasons. For two, I mean, I'm a straight, uh, you know, it, I'm going to keep it solid, 100, 1,000, you feel me? For, for two reasons, though. Um, the first reason, though, is I need to know I'm not going to ever try to lead somebody into something blind. If I don't know what it is, then I'm not going to just be like, oh, I'm going to amp something up, pump something up. And then we get there, now I'm looking dumb. You feel me? So, and then the second reason is, if there's an opportunity for me to eat, (laughs) (laughs) you feel me? I got to put myself on in order to spread the wealth. Why is that wrong to some people? You know, honestly, bro, um, I really believe it's the intent behind it's the intent behind it. And then the perception of individuals. If you perceive it in a way of, uh, man, that's balance. They could have with what? If they get to a certain place and they still put you on, to me, that's a grateful opportunity because they got you to where you're in a better spot anyway. Right. They put you they put you on, but they had to put themselves on first. And I don't say that in a selfish way, but if it comes off selfish, you know. It comes off selfish. I'm not a selfish guy, but if that you know statement makes me, right? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I have to take care of my family. You, I'm kind of unapologetic when it comes to stuff like that, man. Because in the real world, when you separate emotional attachments, when you separate 
Um, uh, but that's basically yeah, emotional attachments, and then your your uh, I won't say loyalty to people, but just you know your certain when you separate all of that at the end of the day, you know you're born alone, you die alone, right. and I want to see everybody around me win, but I need to position myself in that place first to make sure that you can eat off the table, but I got to make sure that my table and everybody connected to me, you know, the table is spread nicely. If it is that, if it has to go that way, it has to go that way. But I'm still giving you an opportunity. <laughs> Hop on, man. We all, we all on. We, we doing it. So seems like you're not really uh, somebody who's gonna pussyfoot around feelings. Nah. So are you, are you willing to make yourself uncomfortable for someone else's comfort? Um. No. Now, no. Nope. I did it for years. I did it for years, bro. Uh, I did it for years. I just, you know, recently, you know, got out of a situation to where it was, I'm helping you the best I can, but then at what cost to me? Right. That cost was too great. It was too great. So now learning from that experience and other experiences, never, you know, I, I just can't. I feel like all of that that I've given, um, I've, I've given you know, that's it. That that bucket is empty, bro. It's depleted. Any other way I can give, let's do it. But as far as putting myself out the way, I, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, man, because it's, it's, like, it's so fresh, you know, because I, I just got, you know, and it's like mental health is important, man. And that's not talked about a lot in the black community. Mental health is important. So when you're in an environment where your whole mental, your whole everything you're used to, the comfort, if that's thrown off, then you're not your your whole self. I can't help you if I'm not my whole self. I can't. The only way that I can give to you is if I'm full. So by giving to you, I'm running low and I'm empty. It's not going to work. Anything I try and attempt to give to you is set up to fail because I don't have nothing left. So I feel like I have to be good first. And as long as I'm good and if you're connected with me, I'm going to do my best to make sure you're good too. So you have kids? Yeah. Have kids. Two kids. Two kids. Yeah. How are you instilling all this information in them? Like it sounds like you're a deep guy, man. What's uh, the uh, do you press? Like, you got a lot of quotables. I don't. I don't know. You know. Um, it's funny you said that. Let's talk about the kids first. So, you know, I have two kids. They're they're fairly young, seven and nine. Um, boy, girl. Boy, girl. What? Yeah. Boy, boy. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> boy, girl. Okay. Yeah, boy, girl. Um, and you know, I, I really try with my son. I'm trying to transition from the. Um, you're too young to understand and to, no, 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 you get it. You know what I mean? Right. So that's, that's a transition. Um, but I feel like when they're a little bit older, that's when I really be able to drop some nuggets on them to where I know that I can, you know, instill this into you to where you understand and you can use it and apply it to everyday life. When I am disciplining my son, I definitely talk to him like a grown man. Uh, you know, it's like, bro, I really don't want to be doing this right now. I'm sad that I even have to have this conversation, but I did tell you, you know, a little while ago that these were going to be the results if you didn't do ABC. So I always talk to them that way. But uh, I think when they're a little older, 12, 13-ish, we'll be able to have a little, you know, more deeper conversations.
Lou. And with that, mm -hmm. how, how, you know, sometimes, well, I remember growing up, it's like, hey, clean your room, do the, mm -hmm. hey, man, your room ain't clean. Yeah. How important is it for you to actually <laughs> show with your actions with the things that you're saying? You know I kind of lay that, that with, the, with the wife, man. Uh, because for me, it's more if I see the effort in it, then that's fine. But if it gets to the point to where you trifling, <laughs> nah, we ain't having. That's when I get upset. You know, I get upset when I blatantly see you walking over trash, right. and you ain't come on, bro, pick that. You didn't see that trash right there. I know you. I seen it. I seen you walk over it. You feel me? So you got to get that up. We ain't finna be trifling on not in this house. <laughs> ain't no trifling that's going on, you know. But when I see you, uh, look, you know, even with um, not just chores but homework, you know, I can I see if there's a real struggle in the area. And I see you trying, that's all I can, you know, hey, they're trying. So as a parent, I'm going to make sure I get all the extra resources I can. If you need a tutor, you know, I hired a tu tutors before, after school programs, all that stuff to give you all the tools. And if you're still struggling with that, then that's something we got, you know, we got to work on. Right. Yeah. So how, how much involvement do you have in their lives? Are you at work all the time, barely get to see them, or do you have, like, those key moments that some parents wish they can have? So I'm working on those key moments, man. Uh, keep it solid. I'm working on those key moments. Um, I realized, I believe last year, uh, 2017, maybe it was 2016, I realized that, you know, my kids are getting older. I'm working a lot. They need to see me more. Um, so I was, 2016, man, I was grinding, like, every day. I'm at the shop till 7, 8, o'clock. You know what I mean? So I go drop them off to school, come home, they already sleep. I had to stop that. You know, I was like, nah, I need to. Give myself a time frame where I cut that off. So I'm trying. I'm working on getting more involved. I definitely, you know, can be a lot more involved with them and just showing them that, hey, I'm not just sitting here, but I'm here. Right. So I'm working on that. Oh, with your parents, how was your relationship? Um, I had a good relationship with my parents. My dad was a pastor, so I'm a PK. Mm. <laughs> oh, here we go. I know, man. This is opening up a whole nother, <laughs> woo, a whole nother one. But um. So I was a PK. Uh, interesting experience, man. Interesting experience. Um, <laughs> interesting. Uh, my dad, you know, I believe he did the best he could. I really wholeheartedly, as a grown man, believe he did the best he could. Same with my mom. Did the best they knew how. The best that they were taught growing up from what they had. They gave us all of that. I know I wouldn't be here uh, if it wasn't for a lot of the morals and values they instilled into me. I'm forever grateful for that. Right. Um, but like any parent, any grandparent, and you know, even for us with our own kids, like I said, there's areas I can work on. There was a lack in areas, you know, and um, any off the top where we're just like, this may have changed who I could have been. Oh, um, not that I can think of, no. Okay. No, um, I know that with my dad, he was really, really heavy in the church, you know, so naturally we followed that way. And um, a lot of his, you know, time was really at the church and, you know, building that, you know, that was his dream at the time. And, um, you know, that's kind of where his, his focus was. And, you know, we talked about it. And, you know, he told us, you know, we, we, you know, as grown men, me and him and my brother, we talked about it. So we understand, you know, you know, the, the downfalls, uh, just like any man, you know, you're going to have areas where you can improve on, you know. So um, 
that's what it's like. Uh, it's hard because because my dad wasn't so hands on with us like that. Right. I didn't want that to reflect over from me into my kids, mm. but naturally it does, and you don't realize it until it's brought to your attention because you're used to doing something a certain way because that's the way that you were taught. Right. You know what I mean? My dad didn't have a dad growing up. He was it was just him and his mom. He was the only kid, and he had. Uh, you know, my grandmother, excuse me. So he was, you know, alone. He didn't really have that father figure there. So he did the best he could. Um, I'm, and again, that's why I said I'm definitely working on making sure that I'm going to put, be, you know, in a position to where my son, you know, and my daughter can have that open relationship with me and come talk to me about anything. So I didn't really feel that comfort, you know, with my dad like that. Right. Um, and even with my mom, you know, we were a whole lot closer, um, but there's still, you know, little areas where he kind of still felt uncomfortable. And it might've just been because a son talking to his mom, I'm not sure, but there was areas, you know, where it still felt a little uncomfortable, but now grown people, we're all good. Everybody's happy. You know, we're, we're living well. So I'm glad that they're still here. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is there, uh, is it things that you were like? You just saw your parents, and it's like, now you do it. <laughs> yeah. Like a funny thing. Yeah, heck yeah, man. It's so funny. I was telling my brother the other day, I said, man, I know I'm getting old because the sayings that I'm saying, <laughs> you know, like the type of things I'm saying to my son, he was like, bro, he's like, you ain't lying because my son's name is Jordan. He was like, man, I told Jordan, he took out the trash. I said, well, did you line the trash can? He said, did I do what? Did you line the trash can? <laughs> Is there a line on the trash can? He said, did you put a bag in the trash can, man? Did you put a bag in the trash can? Oh, yeah, I put a bag in the trash can. What you talking about, Jay? You know what I mean? So he's like, bro, what's the proper way to say, or what's the improper way to say, right. did you line the trash can? It's line the trash can. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I line the trash can. You know, I remember growing up, my dad used to hate when uh, we used to say icebox. He hated that. But it's not an icebox, it's a refrigerator. But my mom called it an icebox. My dad called it a refrigerator. You know, he tells us, go put this uh, Pepsi in the refrigerator. We put it in the icebox. You know what I'm saying? We put it in the actual freezer. Party, you know, so he hated that. Like, man, the icebox is a refrigerator in the freezer. So there's definitely sayings that I have. There's definitely actions, man. Like, when I get super, super weak, I laugh just like my dad. So annoying. Oh, it's so annoying, man. It's like, as soon as I get done with that good laugh, I'm like, I'm doing your son. just like my dad. Right. You know, and it don't help. I look, I'm a dead spitting image of him, so... Uh, it's, it's funny, man, but you definitely have those traits and, you know, it's, you can't control it. It is what it is. It's, it's genes and all that stuff is real. It's real, man, from personality to, uh, to everything. It's, it's definitely real. Looking at, this is going to be funny. Okay. <laughs> Looking at, like, the last three years of sayings that's been going on, uh, what is something you hope your kids don't say as an old thing? Like, for us, it was like, bomb. Oh, um, that's the one, tight. I was going to say, I hate, oh, I hate when my son was like, oh, that was hecka tight. I'm like, bro, you're too young. Who said tight around you, bro? Like, I'm the dad. You know what I'm saying? My urban lingo shouldn't be more swagged out than yours. We got to get your swag meter up. You feel me? But it's lit. That's lit, bro. Son, it's lit. I don't want to hear you saying tight. You know what I mean? It's lit, bro. That's lit. You feel me? So that's definitely one that really, and to be honest, I, I don't even like the word hecka. I don't. I don't like the word hecka. Um, 
That's definitely a California thing. Cause I went to Chicago to visit years ago. I was talking about stuff was hecka this, hecka that. They was like, "What's hecka? What, what's hecka?" So, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't like hecka. But I, I bet not hear hella. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like I'll take it. You know what I mean? But man, just hey, bro, that's lit. You know, just keep it there. So uh, I think that's probably one of the only ones um, the, off the top of my head for right. sure. Tight was oh man. Well, like, what what clothing options do you give your kids based on, like, this day and age? Are you with the, it's cool with the super tight Mm. jeans Mm -hmm. or, you know, the leggings with girls? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Uh, Okay, so... My son, um, he definitely knows that he has a cool dad. (laughs) You feel me? But he definitely, um, he wants to mimic, you know, my clothing, the way I dress. I'm really relaxed. I wear... My kicks make my whole outfit all the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm really black tee, V-neck, um, some sweats and some joggers or something like that. And I'm, I'm in there. That's it. Yeah. So he loves wearing joggers and sweats. He wants Jordans all the time. He likes hoodies now. Um, he wants to wear a hoodie. He was trying to wear hoodies only without a jacket. Uh, weeks ago, and it was like just too cold. I'm like, son, I, I know, I know, but you gotta put your jacket on with the fur hood. Go get the fur hood jacket and put it on, man. I spent fifty dollars on that jacket, bro. You need to go be warm. Um, but uh, what the way that we do dress them, outside of him wanting to, you know, dress more like me, I'm like, bro, uh, you you got it, man. So he does wear not tight jeans, but the slim fit for sure. Right. Um, a lot of flannel shirts, you know, you be fitted, man. Um, when it comes to my daughter, I got to kind of watch her a little bit because she's getting to that age to where she wants stuff to be form-fitting. I don't want to say necessarily, um, like, overly tight, but right. she'll try it, you know, she'll try it. So I got to watch her. Um, but um, I don't think, I don't know if they're at the age yet to where there's anything that's going on today that I think is ridiculous that right. they have on that they're wearing. Okay. He better not ever talk about wearing some tights. So the, That's out. Their ages, uh, again, are what? Nine and... Seven. Nine. Yeah, nine and seven. So, nine and seven. Let's go six years from now. Mm, okay. They say, hey, you know, your son wants to dress like a girl now. Mm. And then your daughter wants to dress like a boy now. Mm-hmm. Where we at? Um, we in a whole lot of prayer. <laughs> the roots gonna come up, man. Father, in the name. <laughs> you feel me now? But um, it's funny. We've had this conversation before, bro. And I'm gonna give you the most honest answer, and you're gonna probably think I ain't gonna say what you're gonna probably think. I've been told before that it's a BS answer. My answer when it comes to stuff like that is I don't have a response now because I haven't experienced it yet. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way that I can go forth with that because, um, of course, you know, it strikes nerves. You know, it does. I'm not. What, what are those nerves? See, that's okay. nothing. Okay. What are, the, what are the nerves? I feel like, honestly, you, you know, you want what's best for your children, period. Um, and I know one of the top things at that list for me is their happiness and well-being and who they think they are and who they are comfortable being. You feel me? I never want to be, and I never will be, that parent that's going to make you feel turned away, neglected, unloved, no matter what decisions you make and how hard those decisions are. I'm not. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It's an uncomfortable feeling. It is. It's uncomfortable. Um, so you just want to 
you know, hope for, you know, the best, man. And then some people might say, well, what's, you know, what's the best? Or what's you consider the best? Um, it is just them being happy in who they really are. That's, that's the best way I could put it. And making sure they get that support from mom and dad, you know. Right. And I, I can't let you get out of this without asking okay. this. Um, at what age, based on today's world mm -hmm. and how things are happening a mm -hmm. lot quicker, Yeah. I believe around our age, 18, was like, ah, oh, it's kind of young to be pregnant. Yeah. Having a kid, being a grandfather, mm -hmm. at what age do you see yourself? And what age would you be like, hey, man, like, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. Um, so when I was in the sixth grade, there was a girl who was pregnant in my class. So, um, I know even back then, you know, you never know what situation that was, but, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I think comfortably, Comfortably, I probably say I wouldn't want to be a granddad, so I'm in my 50s. Right. You know, in my 50s. Um, but again, you know, from seeing so many broken relationships and seeing, you know, so many different examples or, or uh, you know, situations to where you see kids who are just alone, you know, those type of things are the type of things that I feel like aid you to deal with things better when you get there. Right. So that's the hope. I hope, you know, if it, in, my, in my 50s, I'm cool. You know, if anything, if it's like a teen mom type thing with my daughter, I'm going to be crushed. Man, I'm going to be crushed. I'm going to be hurt. Well, now, what would you rather, and this is obviously not it, you wouldn't want to eat neither one. Okay. She decided to be a, number, a stripper mm -hmm. or be pregnant. <laughs> got to take one of those and deal uh, with the situation. What are we doing? Um... I would say pregnant. I would say pregnant because being pregnant is something that you chose to do that you can learn from. Mm. You know, being a stripper is a lifestyle. That's your character, who you are. Um, so if I had to choose, I would say, you know, being pregnant, we can take that. We can learn from that and we can move forward. Right. You know. And for your son. Okay. Uh, let's just say a runaway. Okay. But pregnant. Because for men, it's a little different. You don't have that real connection that first nine months as a woman does. Right. So you may not ever really experience. Right, right. Feeling. So you take that or run away and whatever that entitles drug usage, robbery, injury, out of jail. Definitely not the runaway for sure. Mm -hmm. Nah. You know, again, it's the same, kind of the same thing. Like, that's you having a child is something that we can learn from. You know, your life is definitely going to be changed. Right. Because you have responsibilities that you're not, re you're not ready for at all. Mm -hmm. So we're going to definitely be hands-on and help you the best that we can. But I, I want my children in my life, you know, right. at all costs. So. And with that. How long could they live with you? Is it a forever thing? Oh, um. Are we doing 18 and out of there? Nah, not 18 and out, for sure. Um, as long as you're going to school, you, if you have a dream, as long as you're working towards that, whatever that dream may be, you're more than welcome to stay. You're more than welcome to stay. Um, Hopefully I'm not tired of them, you know, by the time. Because, again, I'm dealing with young kids. I ain't reached them teenage years yet right. to where they're going to be really annoying from what I hear. But. I'm not going, we're not pushing them out, bro. We're not pushing them out. I'd rather them stay home and work on 
getting themselves really stable because that's another thing that we, you know, we lack, you know, as us people of color, you know, we got to get more stability. So I need your bank account to be looking now. I need you to have a safety net. I'd rather you have that, you know, together before you go, you know, moving out. If you decide to go out, I'm not going to stop. You want to go to college across the East coast. That's what you want to do. I'll support you all the way. I'm going to give you all the support, all the knowledge I have. God bless you. If you need to come back home, it's good. You feel me? But, um, it's it's not the pushing. I I don't I don't believe in pushing them out. What age did you leave? At eighteen. I was, kids. I was out of there. Eighteen. <laughs> was it was it because you just wanted that freedom? Um, no. Mm-mm. I didn't I didn't really want the freedom uh, like that. Uh, I, I was just always really mature. So, um, I had my own apartment. And I didn't even I was never there. I had my own apartment. Was at my partner's house all the time. And hit, him and his mom's house. So I was just paying the bill for a couple months, and then I ended up, you know, moving in with them. But, um, yeah, I was out when I was 18, man. It just worked that way for me. Everything kind of happened early. I was out on, on 18 and got married at 21. Mm-hmm. Everything just seemed to happen early for me. Okay, so you were, like, pretty much settled into a certain lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At what point did you realize, like, man, I'm actually living how I wanted to, you know? Ah, recently, man, um... Cause I'm such a, a stickler and I'm always, you know, striving for more, right. but I'll probably say about two to three years ago, I just looked around and was like, man, I'm blessed. You know, during, I remember there was times, you know, during my life where you know, I was homeless and didn't have nothing. It was too prideful to go back home and too prideful to ask for help. But now, you know, I'm in a position to where I can look around and say, you know, I'm living a pretty comfortable life. There's, of course, more that I want to achieve, but, yeah, I'm doing pretty, I'm comfortable. I am comfortable for sure, yeah. Do you appreciate it more now than, well, obviously, you you have to grind to get it. Mm -hmm. During those times, you miss certain things in, in your life. Do you see those things now as, like, trophies? Like, man, I finally get to take my son to school in the morning. Or I finally, <laughs> you know, I finally, we all get to eat together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, those moments, like, do you see it in your kids' face? Do you, have, you know, do your kids appreciate it? You know? I believe they do, man. I believe they do. Um, anytime that I'm able, like, for example, if they have, like, a school assembly or something like that, usually those things are in the morning on Thursday and Friday, which is my most busiest days. And I usually don't make those. So if they have something at night, like last year they had a Valentine's Day school dance, you know, and we took them, you know what I mean? And it was so juiced. Like, oh, I can't believe daddy's here. Like, yeah, I'm here, man. Go ahead and have fun. Have a good time. But they want to be around me the whole night. Like, yeah. So you definitely look at those things and be like, man, if it wasn't for my entrepreneurship, I wouldn't be able to do these type of things, you know, because a lot of us are trapped. Right. You know, we won't ever... Some of us won't even realize it. The other part of us won't ever admit that a lot of us are trapped. Man, we do what the boss man say we can do. Opposed to saying, I'm going to take this into my, my life, into my own hands. Right. So, yeah, I definitely see the trophies, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, those are important times. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you sit back and you're like, I finally, I finally achieved this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they would have changed the game. So, yeah. Uh, Going back, we had that stable Instagram, social okay. media. Okay, okay. How we do it? Like, what year did it start? When did you know you was popping? Okay. Where we at? So, speaking of taking life by, you know, your own hands, that's exactly, you know, what I did. I said, I'm going to make this thing work. 
So while I'm cutting in the garage, I said, you know what? I got to grind. I got to get it. I started entering a lot of online competitions. I started following every barber page I saw, adding for asking, uh, asking for reposts through hashtags. Just becoming really, really a lot, creating a lot of movement on specifically Instagram, Facebook, because again, we're going back to Facebook was before Instagram, so Facebook was full of more of your friends and your right. family. They ain't sharing your stuff. <laughs> They're not liking your stuff. They're not. They're seeing it because at the next family barbecue, hey, bro, I saw when you had, bro, you had him faded up, dog, and on everything, man. I saw that blend. I said, man, nobody know lines like Trey. Man, them lines was tight, dog. I'm like, oh, for sure. Yeah, really? Oh, man, I appreciate it, bro. In the back of my mind, I know where you at. Because if you take that much time to acknowledge my gift, and acknowledge what I'm doing in person, but you're just so weird to the fact that where you can't even press the like button. I know where you at, man. You ain't looking out for me. You're not here for me, bro. Right. You're not. You're just trying to start conversations. So that's cool. So because of that, I paid attention to Instagram, man. Instagram was a whole different, you know, a light. You know what I'm saying? I had people who didn't know me. I had cats all the way from the East Coast who knows who knew who I was at that time. So I just went for it, man. I just started going crazy, posting any and every cut, whether it was whack or not. All of them were whack. Now that I look back, <laughs> all of them was trash, dog. But my persistency and diligent, man, and staying diligent to it all, it definitely paid off, bro. Like, I would get uh, people hitting me up, you know, hashtag Sacramento Barber 916, whatever. People hit me up like, man, I saw your cuts on Instagram. When can I get in? Right. The next thing I know, that was just starting to take over. And I built my clientele primarily off of social media. It, it literally worked for me, bro. Literally. Luck of the draw, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got talent. You got talent. Yeah. So, uh, now, looking forward. Uh, future, how we looking, man? 31? 31. 31. Yeah. Let's go five years. 36. Where we at? 36, man. Um, whew. So, one of my biggest goals is to be uh, an educator. Um, I want to be an educator in the barbering industry. There's some other things that I'm working on that I can't disclose right now. Um, but pretty much the, in the gr uh, grand scheme of things, I want to educate, man. I want to take students, you know, who are, you know, wanting to learn more and just give them what I know. I'm not going to be here forever. And I don't see the point of, you know, holding everything hostage as far as the information, as far as any little tricks that help you in your career, all that stuff, man. I just want to be world-renowned, educating globally. That's the big, you know, plan. So hopefully in five years, that's exactly where I'm at. I'm in motion. Um, my plan and goal right now is filling up my shop to where I have, you know, a full of stylists, barbers, or whatever that's going to help and allow me to go and do other things outside of being an operator, you know, at Blends. And where's that address again? 3375 Arden Way. Sacramento. Yes, sir. So uh, we're definitely hitting that mark. And uh, before we leave, okay. the, the, if someone was just trying to figure their life out mm -hmm. and say, hey, man, I think I want to be a barber, but I want to be it to the level that you're at, what mm -hmm. do you tell them? First thing I tell them is to stay humble. Um, stay humble, man, and, and never lose sight of what the goal is. If you got to write that thing down, take a picture, whatever, have it in your phone, whatever it is, never lose sight of that. Um, it's so easy to get caught up, especially after you pass your test, you get your license, you're comfortable, you're in the shop. Once you start getting that money day to day, 
it just becomes a big blur. Excuse me, it becomes a big blur. You're just used to doing the same thing. You're getting your money, so you're comfortable. And a lot of times, you got to shake that comfort up, man. Because when you're too comfortable, eventually you're going to plateau. So you got to get uncomfortable to become even more successful. So stay humble um, and never lose sight, man. Never lose sight of whatever your plan is, if it's products, um, creating something. Never lose sight of that because you're going to get distracted by the money. You're going to get distracted by the everyday uh, life of going in, being tired, exhausted. All that stuff is going to distract you. It's going to distract you. So make sure, you know, that you know and keep a physical image or example or whatever vision board of where you really want to be. That's it, man. I'm have to write that down. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, any social media, um, Instagram. Well, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, Trey Seven the Barber. Everything spelled correctly, Trey T R E the number seven, the barber, not the Barba, <laughs> not the Barbie, or uh, you know, Trey Seven the Barber. Instagram trending, uh, Trey B the Barber, or something like that. Um, Snapchat, Trey Seven the Barber. It's all the same. Okay, we'll definitely have the links on the bottom. Uh, cool. Next, we definitely gotta have that part two. Hey, I'm, I'm down, man. You know, until next time, hope you don't take a year. <laughs> oh, nah, we ain't taking no more year, man. We ain't taking no more year. I had to just, you know, I said, nah, man, I gotta, I gotta get it, man. Okay. This is 2018, it's the new year. Sure. I can't be scared, man. I got too much to talk about. So we're we gonna get in, man. We're gonna make it happen. So until next time, WM4T.TV, you're... All right, y'all. Cool, man. That was fun. Was it scary? Nah, not at all.